The information we provide in this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only. It should not be used in the place of advice from a mental health medical professional for prevention, diagnosis, or treatment of any other illness. If you're struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help. The opinions shared in this podcast are our own and do not necessarily reflect those of our employers. Thank you for listening. Okay. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Here Comes the Thought, the psychology and Steven Universe podcast. Uh, well, let's reverse that. The uh, podcast about Steven Universe and psychology. I think the other way is just really, really clumsy to say it, right? Psychology and Steven Universe? No, the other way I said it. Steven Psych- Universe, Universe and psychology? And psycholo- yeah, I don't know. Either way, it, it it's it didn't roll off my tongue as as smoothly as it does when you say it. I don't know. It, it's just sm- it sounds smoother when you say it. It's it's smoother when you say Stephen Psychology and Universe. Stephen Psychology and Universe. Yeah, the Stephen Psychology and Universe podcast. It just it just I don't know. You just make it sound so much better than I do. It's a talent. It really is. Mm-hmm. So today is just John and me. Mark isn't here. Yeah, he had better things to do than than podcast with us. It's okay, we miss you, Mark. We really do, Mark. But it's okay, because today's going to be a very um, short podcast. Um, yeah. It's going to be a short recording, because the episode is kind of, uh, what, did, what, did, what did you call it? Wackadoo? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be our professional term for the night. Yeah, wackadoo is a very academic term. And uh, when <laughs> how you do, look when, How do you how do you define wackadoo professionally? Okay, so wackadoo <laughs> is a situation in which you might find yourself confounded by events that are occurring in your line of sight. Okay, but it is that really in our line? Is it really in our line of sight, though? Because I mean, are we seeing it or are we hearing? I mean, because we're talking about it, is it in our line of sight if we're talking about it? But we saw the episode, and the episode was wackadoo, and we're, <laughs> and we are, um, how do I say? We are transferring that wackadoo energy into a podcast form. Th- this, I mean, this episode is very wackadoo. And if you guys can tell based on what we're talking, you know, like just based on what we're trying to relay, you may already have guessed we are talking about the Uncle Grandpa episode. Say Uncle. Say Uncle, yes. Um, we're going to get right into it because this episode is just. There, we're not even going to get into the bits because it's just, it's just too much. There's, there's too much into it to, uh, and, and there's not all, there's, there's, no, I can't even say there's no psychology. There's just a lot of, um, a lot of background images. There's randomness. There definitely Mm -hmm. is. So the episode starts off with Stephen kind of meditating on a beach and he is, trying to manifest his shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stephen has been having issues with manifesting the shield. When he wants to manifest the shield, he gets the bubble instead. Um, and he wants to be able to protect his loved ones if um, if the, if Peridot comes. Mm-hmm. Um, do they know it's Peridot? Or they're they just know it's somebody from Homeworld. Um, I think it's just like Homeworld. If Homeworld comes to, you know, do the bad things. Yeah. So, so they're just they're just guessing somebody's coming from from Homeworld. They have seen Peridot. Um, they know she's sending these these uh, spheres. Um, they don't know if it's going to be her. Um, I'm sorry. I'm moving my mic because I think I'm too close to it. <laughs> Do I sound really, really loud? No, you don't. Just, you you okay. sound fine. Okay. I, it's just my, my headphones then. Maybe I'm just... Um, and so Stephen is trying to summon his shield, but he can't. 
Yeah, so he keeps getting the bubble and he's like, I just want the shield. Why can't? So, so he asks, is there somebody who could help me learn how to control my powers? Mm-hmm. And with that, like, like a beautiful <laughs> so, Venus. So, so, um, what cracks me up is so he's on the beach. With this comes the the water powers, the beach powers. So if anybody is into any type of like, um, I guess, witchcraft or like pagan type of deities sort of thing, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of like visual contextuality with that like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden there's the dolphins come forth there's the crabs walking forth and then there's sort of in this venus de milo aspect of aphrodite thing yeah like Like a venus in spring yes Mm -hmm. um grand uncle grandpa comes out of a clamshell it's it's the venus de milo Mm mm-hmm and he but springs. It's, it's a Venus spring- that looks like Rose. Yeah, he looks like Rose. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and so let's let's take apart that whole contextual look there because Venus, of course, is uh, if we look at that Roman deity right there, uh, is the goddess of beauty, the goddess of sexuality, the goddess of lust and um what else yes. yeah there's there's <laughs> all of that and when we think about rose there's all those aspects of her too oh and of and of motherhood also because she was the mother of of cupid mm, so she was the mother of love which, if we think about it, Stephen would be the mother, it would be the embodiment of love in this aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Uncle, Uncle Grandpa, though. Yes. He's the embodiment of love. No, Stephen is still the embodiment of love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But Uncle Grandpa is sort of doing that weird thing of him looking like rose looking like venus de milo like coming forth of the clamshell like venus de milo looking like rose so there's all those weird kind of connotations because we also have to remember at this point he doesn't know anything about his mom either Mm -hmm. so he doesn't have any real emotion towards his mother Mm -hmm. he doesn't have any real connection towards his mom um but he can have like an idealized sort of version of what his mother was. Yes. So now we also have, he's coming out on that pedestal that everybody has Rose on. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the, this is the pedestal that Rose is on for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and Uncle Grandpa has Rose on that pedestal right there and kind of um, takes that, uh, I guess, takes the pedestal away, takes the uh, ambiguousness away from Rose because we see who he is Mm -hmm. where with Rose, we don't. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so all that mask that Rose has had, um, but again, that character that Rose is for everybody, he's still kind of portraying it in that in that aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, for Greg, he was still Aphrodite. He was still love. He was still lust. For Pearl, he still is lust. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so it, it's that that weird, like, yes, I'm reading a lot into this 
like three seconds that this picture is in. Yeah, okay, but this okay. is what so I do, people. Okay, <laughs> this this episode is so wackadoo that um we have two options. Either we just watch it and and we say like there is no meaning. Yes, like there is no meaning in this episode, and there is no meaning in life, or. Or we, we do this. <laughs> we do the hard labor of extracting meaning, right? So you 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 bring up all this like um, motherhood um, imagery on on mm-hmm. on the symbol of rose, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna add to it another layer. Maybe this this Uncle Grandpa thing is a a portrayal of um, cosmic horror. In the sense that Stephen was screaming into the void, you know, I need help. And he was like in a very Freudian, like deep sense, asking for his mother. And when he thought he was going to get his mother, he was confronted with the cold reality that the one answering was not his mother, but some weird abomination from another dimension. (laughs) who, Who apparently breaks all the rules of reality. Right? Uh-huh. And it's Uncle Grandpa. You know what? I did not go there, but I love it. I absolutely adore that answer. Yeah. Stephen's <laughs> primal scream for a mother's love was responded by an extra dimensional being. That's Uncle Grandpa. So and we're gonna and and you know what? I will accept it. It 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 is it is taken. And guess what? It's not canon. And you know why we will say it's not canon? Because Uncle Grandpa said it's not canon in the next scene. So <laughs> I should I should apologize to you, my dear audience, if you were sort of watching these episodes uh, together with us, and then you were expecting us to talk about story for Steven at this point, and suddenly we're talking about Uncle Grandpa sexual energy and uncle grandpa and uh, primal screams towards the unknown so but we need you to bear with us because this is, this is important character development even if it's not canon yes okay so so um in all but yes because this this does take this takes a lot of precedent because this explains to to us mm-hmm where a lot of, um, I mean, a lot of the characters are with, uh, with their development. If we're going to dissect mm-hmm. each one of the characters based on Uncle Grandpa, mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as, uh, as far reaching as I'm going. Yeah. Reach, reach into the, the heavens. Let's do this. <laughs> So yeah, um, so Uncle Grandpa comes out. He's Venus de Milo, um, and then he's like, "Okay, but this isn't." So don't worry, Stephen. This isn't canon. Um, but this is, and then he pulls out a cannon, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he sinks a ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just any ship. This just happens to be this the ship with Lars and Sadie on it. Um, so. As Which, much as we hate to say that we will not spoil, spoil away, this is foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. What could it mean? <laughs> so Uncle Grandpa has sunk Lars and Sadie's ship all the way from season one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry, Jean, you're, you're my... Uh, you are my numbers person. So this is season one, episode what? Um, well, it's not canon. So you could call it episode X. Okay. But even, even though we will call, even though with, even with, uh, though it's not canon, it is episode what? Um, hmm. I, I, I'm going to have to check that out. Ah. Uh. If, if, it's in order of when they were released. This episode should be episode number 48. Okay. So. So this is season one, episode 48. 
mm-hmm. all the way in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do. Okay, so um, Uncle Grandpa is trying to help Steven find a way to, to sort of conjure this shield, right? Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, the only logical answer is to put Steven in grave danger. Yes. So, he keeps on doing that up until the point where the crystal gems start noticing, and they try to murder Uncle Grandpa. Yep. Because they recognize that he's a being from another dimension who has come to break the threads of reality. So, and this is where, and and this was the the funny thing because it's one of those things where it's it's kind of funny where you're going. One, Stephen kind of knew who he was right from the beginning, but the gems don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's um, who's that lizard guy? Um, Gus. I have no idea. Lizard um, guy. Yeah, the lizard. Oh, what's his name? I think his name is Gus. Mm-hmm. He knows. He seems to know who Steven is, mm-hmm. um, and he knows who the gems are because he's some um, interdimensional um, lizard guy. Yeah, some some interdimensional <laughs> lizard guy, and he's created his own gem sona, which was hilarious in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um and he knows about Steven's uh gem problems. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking about the uh ge- uh Steven's problems with his uh ge- uh gem pro- uh his ge- <laughs> sorry people. Uh Steven's problems with his gem powers mm-hmm. are due to the fact that his uh powers are uh, related to our <laughs> uh, Stephen's powers are maternal. Mm-hmm. So for him to uh, turn uh, to get uh, to hone into his powers, and then with that, Pizza Steve kind of pisses him off and erases his uh, his drawing, and we never get to finish what he was going to say about Stephen's powers being uh, maternal. And and bound by uh, emotional clarity. Yeah. was the word that he used. Yeah, he was talking about Mm. emotional clarity. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, which makes a lot of sense because, I mean, his his gem was given to him by his mom. His his gem is his mother's gem. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, it, it's weird because his gem is his mother, mm-hmm. or he is his mother. It's it's so weird. I can't even it, the the concept is so vague and strange of a sentence for me to even finish. Mm-hmm. So it's like his gem is him, like he is his gem, but his gem is his mother. So yes, his powers are maternal because they are his mother's powers, but because they're his mother. I'm I'm thinking maybe his <laughs> powers are maternal because they are it's fueled by maternal feelings, like wanting to protect okay. something or love something or nurture. Like, you know what? No, that's some bullshit based on the fact of what I know about Rose Quartz. Wait, but <laughs> I mean, from what we've seen, okay. Rose takes cares of things. She waters them with her tears and brings them to life I, I in a very maternal fashion. Rose quartz heals with their love. That's that's what Stephen does with his saliva. He has maternal saliva. Uh, yeah, I don't see. I don't want to say that's a maternal thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's just saying that men can't do that. No, that I think that's that's completely something that's debatable. But the concept of like 
there are things that are associated with a female gender and things that are associated with a male gender, I think is what they're trying to bring up when they're saying his feelings are, his powers are maternal. Like Stephen can have maternal powers, even if he's a cisgendered man, boy, man, boy. I don't know if he's cisgender. Isn't he? He no, uses he, he really him isn't. pronouns. He really isn't, because how many times have we seen... Oh, wait, no, have... Wait, we haven't seen him in a dress yet, right? No. Well, <laughs> no. And he I'm like, has, wait, 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 we haven't yet, right? He has mentioned, like... <laughs> he has sometimes acted but, and, in very, like... Uh, and, and I'm like, wait, we've seen Stevani, right? Yeah, we've seen Stevani. Okay. But it makes sense Stevani. that Steve, Stevani is, is like... Uh, non-binary because like it's the two of them yeah exactly See, yeah it's i'm mm -hmm. so confused when it comes to but like, i think steven is very like solid in his like he's acted in 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 a few episodes like very syntonic with his gender presentation like he's always tried to act like a man i don't think he's ever identified with being a woman he has you know uh, feminine features, which he's not ashamed of, but I don't think he's ever identified as a woman. Yeah, I, I, I still don't go with this whole thing, like, like maternal thing, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, because yeah. like I've seen, like, I, I don't know, because I have, I have single dads who do the are do more the, maternal than yeah. And they, they raise their kids and they do everything that a mom or dad, you know, a mom, like, and, and you guys can't see. So I'm doing like the quotes with my fingers, a mom should be doing, mm -hmm. um, but there's no mom there. So, you know, so it's a parent's job to raise their child. So to say it's a maternal instinct it's not it's a parent's job mm -hmm. so you know so what are we dealing with when we're saying maternal you know just because he's caring no just because it's he wants to help people that's not maternal because he heals that's not mm -hmm. maternal that's empathetic what is maternal that's a good question that's this is great. This is great. We have a one Wagadoo episode. It's just what we need to go into like an intense gender discussion. I love it. So, so what what deems it a maternal? Uh, what deems his powers maternal? Mm -hmm. So why did this uh, guest guy say his powers are maternal? Like he can't birth anything. Rose technically couldn't birth anything. She had to give up her gem. Yeah. Maybe maybe Stephen inherited Rose's mitochondria. Okay, explain that for stupid because my brain <laughs> said my brain said wah, wah. Um so so you know that my, that mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, right? Yes. And yeah. So so it's it, it's it's like a like a like a proteo like a archaic bacteria that lives in every cell that you have, and that's one of the only things that you only inherit from your mother. You do not inherit a mitochondria from your father. So it has pure maternal inheritance. Okay. So he gained his powers from his mother's mitochondria see i knew my my medical student knowledge would be useful in this show at some point perfect so he gained he gained mitochondria so explain mitochondria in smaller terms because i still don't get it so imagine <laughs> your ce your cells are like a city right they're producing proteins and stuff in order to keep you alive and do their daily functions okay but they need energy to do that mm -hmm. right so that's why they have their powerhouses, which are mitochondria. And okay. mitochondria are actually a a bacteria that that evolved with us way before like humans ever existed. That that's since animals like were branching out as a kingdom of of life, right? 
And so we have this like archaic bacteria that is right now just part of every cell we have. Well, not every cell we have, but most of them. Okay. And so that's pretty much it. Now, the thing is that we can only inherit the mitochondria that are in our mother's cells because uh, the sperm cell loses its mitochondria before, you know, it does its thing. And the the woman's ovum still keeps its mitochondria. Okay. All right. So... So actually, one way that uh, lesbian couples have found a way to sort of um, have biological claim over a child is when they use one ovum from one uh, um, one of the mothers, and then they inject it with the mitochondria of another mother, mm-hmm. and then they you know fertilize it with a donor sperm. Now, it has the DNA of three parents, two of them being both of uh, that child's mother. And it's technically, they are both their biological mother. I know, mind-blowing. That really is. (laughs) But yeah, um, Uncle, see, Say Uncle was, uh, this episode is so full of psychological themes. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, so now that we got our little medical thing in, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the more you know. I, yeah, I did not know all of this. So, so now that we got all of that in, mm-hmm. so, all right, I'll give that to you. So, that may have been where they were saying he has his mater- his powers come from from a maternal aspect. That's fine. I will give you that one. Mm-hmm. But that would be again because his uh his gem is his mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but other than that, you can't say that his powers are um completely male or female because you know, the what only is reason- male and what is female. Yeah, the it's- only reason why the gems are um choose female pronouns i think are because homeworld is pretty much only ruled by female gems mm-hmm. well the there old- are i think there are male identifying gems but there are a lot they're they're less from what we've seen have we ever seen a male identifying gem i, I don't think we've seen them but i think somewhere in the lore there is like maybe in the comic books. All right, I'm gonna have to pick up some comic books and find out. I don't know. All right, so maybe I'm making all of this up. You're making it all up. Okay. The only the only uh, male identify identifying gen is uh what was it rainbow? Spoilers. Oh, sorry. No, because we talked about it in the uh, in the specials, which were not a spoiler free episode. No, it wasn't a spoiler free episode, but they're specials. So okay. we already talked about it. Okay. <laughs> so say uncle, do we have anything to say about say uncle? Yes. The answer yes, is it's yes. a wackadoo episode and we got to talk about a whole mess of stuff and it's all about sex. I bet you're all grateful that <laughs> we decided to add this non-canon episode. And c- remember everybody completely non-canon. So everything we say has nothing to do with anything, but it all has to do with Steven's power. Mm-hmm. So, sadly enough, because of the fact that I can't get access to this episode, I did not get to see the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. So, does Steven... Well, I haven't gotten to see the I end think- of this episode recently, because I got to see the end of this episode, like, months ago. Mm-hmm. So, I don't remember. Does Steven get to learn how to pull forth his power, his so, shield? Yeah, so so then they, they come back from the alternate dimension, right? And mm-hmm. so Steven and Uncle Grandpa are both in danger. And then the Crystal Gems try to like hurt uh, Uncle Grandpa again. But Steven like hops to the rescue. And in his attempt to protect uh, Uncle Grandpa in a very debatably maternal way, um, 
<laughs> he actually gets to summon a shield, which to me suggests that maybe he has more control over his shield powers when he's directing his protective feelings towards another person, right? And not mm. just trying to to conjure them, you know, uh, in in, in a vacuum. Yeah. Uh, like trying to conjure this protective feeling in a vacuum is a lot harder than actually like having those protective feelings when somebody's in danger, right? Well, that makes complete sense. And so he tries to protect Uncle Grandpa and then he tells the gems, you know, like, just because you don't understand this person doesn't mean you should destroy him. And in fact, we should try to nurture it and try to understand it and try to like understand their perspective because it's so different from ours. And that's sort of like the big lesson that he derives from all of this. So we should try to understand all these like eldritch abominations that surround us instead of trying to destroy them. We should try to become one with them. Thank you. That was my TED talk. So, um, are we going on into a more canon episode? Yes, I think we're done with story for, uh, I'm sorry, not Steve, story for Steven, with Uncle Grandpa going into story for Steven. Yeah. So, story for Steven. So, Steven is hanging out with Greg in his van, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. they are playing some, like, music. As they do. Uh, and then... Like, all of a sudden, there's, like, Stephen has a... No, Greg has, like, a photograph attached to the bottom of a drink or something, and it falls off. Stephen catches it. And there's a photo of young Greg with his manager, Marty. Um, and Greg explains that it's um, his old friend from when they were, like, way younger, um, and then he also explains that Marty was his manager from when Greg met Rose. Um, and then uh, Stevens asks what the deal is. Then Greg explains that Marty was actually a part of how he got together with Rose. Um, and then they explain the whole story of like... Um, how Greg met Rose. Yes. So they talk, uh, he starts singing, uh, what is it, the song Comet? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which I actually love that song. Yeah, <laughs> do you want to talk about that song? No. Some <laughs> say that he has no direction; that he's a light speed distraction. That's an Egypt reaction. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it. <laughs> you know what I really like about this song is that it it tells us something very interesting, which is Greg fantasizes about a life in space. Mm-hmm. Right. And Rose is the opposite. Right. I She's had the space life and she fantasizes about a life on Earth. Yeah, that's very true. And so I think that's something that they're both attracted to because um, Rose is attracted to Greg's sort of like idealism of space but still grounded in like a very earth mythology and uh, you know greg sees something otherworldly in rose and that's something that i think is very like interesting and telling about their characters right greg he's he's somebody who's always wanted to you know be part of something like magical or maybe spectacular and that was Rose for him. And maybe Rose just wanted to, you know, listen to a rock star, like, um, which we can go like deeper into later in the episode yeah. where it gets very strange the way she talks about Greg. Um, but yeah, most of that song is like, you know, you know, I'll fly like a comet, like, you're going to see me like singing in stage and I can hear the universe calling my name and he has nothing to fear because, you know, he, the solar winds blow through his hair and he has like this complete ideal image of being like this, this comet in space and being surrounded by that sort of life that maybe Rose is tired of. 
And so Rose goes to his, she's the only one in the audience, right? Yeah. And so she talks to him about his, his sort of dream to go to space. And he says that he would go to space and never come back to earth. And she's sort of like, uh, endeared by that. And he gives her a, a t-shirt with like the, the band logo and everything. And that's sort of how their relationship started. Yeah. Well, he tries to give her the band t-shirt. Um, and when he goes to give her the band t-shirt, um, Marty says, you can't give her, give any way, anything away for free. Cause you, uh, cause you got to make me money. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and when he goes to look back, Rose is gone. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he goes to find, uh, he goes to find Rose um, and, and when he goes to, uh, the beach and he starts looking over to the temple to, yeah, to where the temple is, there's, um, like a fence and mm -hmm. the beach house isn't built yet. Um, so he goes and he finds, uh, this weird purple owl. Um, and he looks up at the purple owl and he goes, you haven't seen some like really tall woman have you and the owl looks at him and says if i did i'd have to kill you mm -hmm. um <laughs> which is clearly amethyst of course pulling his chain <laughs> so he goes and he climbs over the fence uh, and it flies off towards the temple and he climbs over the fence over after it um amethyst goes tells pearl about greg um and then Pearl's like Amethyst, leave him be. You don't know where he's been. Yeah, she and started... Garnet. Yeah, Garnet comes and warps in around that time too. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "I'm gonna throw him back over the fence." And that's when Rose walks in. Mm -hmm. Dude, we so need a uh, Mark. He knows these things better than we do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. Here you can see how the how sort of like defensive they are, right? It's like they've been in Earth for centuries, but they don't they, know how to work with with like humans still. Like, yeah, they treat him like this intruder, which admittedly he is. Yeah. But like the way that Pearl talks about him, where he says like, "Leave him be," you don't know where he where he's been. It's like that's the way you talk about like uh, a stray dog, mm -hmm. right? which makes it very interesting. And also it, it got me to wondering, like where does Pearl get her sense of hygiene, right? I mean, gems are like non-organic. Do they even get like sick? Like well, why is it important for her to, to be clean if you don't get sick from bacteria? Well, she just probably doesn't want fingerprints on her. Does she? Okay. Because, you know, have you touched a gem? They get fingerprints really easily. Mm. Yeah. So, well, you know, and then <laughs> Rose talks about how he sang and, you know, she wants him to sing again. And Garnet says, well, you know, you better sing, you know, the song better be good. And, you know, uh, then Greg realizes how late it's been. And Pearl is like, oh, you know, she's starting to get jealous because she sees how much, uh, how much attention Greg is getting. So she's like, oh, I can sing. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me kind of sad. It's like, okay. Like she's well, really trying to impress Rose. Like, okay, dude, relax. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but this is very interesting. Like Greg insists on sort of wooing Rose, right? Mm -hmm. And her reaction at first is to take a step back. And she's like, you know, we can't be together. But the way that she phrases it is like, you're cute and I really want to play with you. And that sounds very weird. Because the way that she says it, it's like a toy, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like 
Uh, it's like when when you have like this cute little dog that you know you can't keep. So you're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're so cute, but you know I can't keep you. And then when Greg sort of tells her that you know she's the only thing in his life and he's completely and utterly devoted to her, she's charmed by that. So she lets it she lets it happen, right? Yeah. Uh, Which is uh, it's just it's just it's. It's a weird dynamic, I gotta say. Yeah, but it also shows how Rose sees people as much as, so as much as Pearl sees, uh, as, as much as Pearl sees humans as sort of, uh, inconvenient and germ filled, mm-hmm. Rose, Rose is sort of in the same place. She doesn't, she she likes people. She thinks they're great pets. Mm-hmm. They're fun toys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she thought she would get attached to one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she, you know, but I don't think she was attached to Greg the way somebody gets attached to to you know it's not a soulmate sort of thing it's not a true love sort of thing or she wasn't as attracted to greg as greg was attracted to her exactly it wasn't a love Mm -hmm. love sort of thing Mm -hmm. it was you know ultimately she gave up being who she was to have steven but that was um because she had to that's which is weird right um usually like I get, you know, wanting to start a family with somebody, mm-hmm. but she was she was so invested in creating something, knowing that she was never she wasn't going to be there for Greg, and it feels like such a strange decision to make. Like, I wonder what Greg thought of this, if he knew that she would have to lose her form in order to make Stephen. Right. Yeah. All of these things, I, I really, it, it really does make me wonder. I, I go back to the. I so want to talk about how I truly feel about Rose. <laughs> <laughs> this goes back to I kind of want to start something where I can just talk about like my true feelings about Rose. Yeah, we're going to have to do a bonus uh, venting episode. Yeah, I'm going to have to do a bonus venting episode where I can just be like, and so. This is Cat's tea on Rose. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I, one other thing about this episode that I really found interesting is a little bit of like toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. When Marty and uh, Greg were sort of having this discussion about whether he wanted to go back for Rose or go on tour with with Marty, so they would make money. And at some point, Marty says, "You know." This is your problem, Greg. Why have one huge woman when you can have multiple smaller ones? And <laughs> well, wow, that's a that's a phrase to unpack. So so okay. One thing was that was the whole toxic masculinity part right there. Mm-hmm. But part of that was I don't think Marty views Greg as a person either. Mm-hmm. More so as Marty views Greg as a uh, as a commodity, as a means to an end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Greg was making Marty money, and Mar Greg is only good until Greg stops making Marty money. So if Greg isn't making Marty money, Greg is no longer good either. So if Greg is going to go off and chase one large woman. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be beneficial for Marty either. Mm-hmm. So yes, it sounds bad that what he said. That why would you chase one large woman when you can have many smaller women? Mm-hmm. Um, in that concept, because you're over here going, "Oh my God, that's so chauvinistic. That's so whatever." Mm-hmm. But I, but if you put it in the concept of he's also trying to save his own livelihood. Mm-hmm. He's not. You, you're. You also have to think of it as Greg. Uh, Marty's not thinking of like, oh, Greg, 
why are you going after some fat chick? No, it's not about that. It's not about body type. It's not about that Mm -hmm. at all for, for Marty. It's about, Greg, you stopped making me money. Yeah, but You're why make it about the women, right? Because that's what that's what Marty thinks it's about for Greg. Mm-hmm. So, so you, think, you think that maybe if he can if, motivate him. Exactly. How do you mo- motivate somebody if you think their motivation has changed? You mm-hmm. figure out what their motivation is and you reevaluate re- the motivation. If mm-hmm. their motivation was the music, you say, okay, listen, the music is dried up here. Let's move to a different town where the mo- where the music is new. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, why are you going to go after this one woman here when there's so many new fresh women someplace else? Mm-hmm. I don't That's, like this. Yeah. It's so it's not about it's it really isn't about the it's it wasn't about the 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 body type for him. It was about how do I get keep my cash cow bringing me in the dough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Greg then decides to like leave him stranded in the middle of nowhere. Because again, we for Greg, the- Greg was all about following his dream and his heart. I mean, that's that's completely fine. Like, you follow your dreams and your heart, and sometimes that means, you know, you got to break some eggs. But that doesn't mean you have to leave someone in the middle of the road. With abs- It was like in the middle of nowhere. Well... It, it, it's sort of framed like a, a romantic gesture, right? Where he sort of gives up his, his you know, uh, musical ambition to sort of go straight for his the love of probably the love of his life but i mean did you have to kick someone out of the car and leave him stranded though well and i guess it goes back to the what was the motivation and what was the and and i guess it's one of those things like can we read into the backstory what do we really know about marty and mm-hmm. It's one of those things we know more about Marty because we know the further stories than. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, knowing from this episode, we don't know a lot about Marty. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going, dude, that's kind of effed up how he just like kicked him out and was just like, bye, Marty, bounce. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was pretty effed up. But in this one, he was just like, no. Yeah, I'm gonna follow the follow my heart and go with go with um with with Rose. With the space chick. With the space chick and you know, I've always wanted to be a comet and this is gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna finally be a comet. Um Yeah. But you know, Marty is is kind of a jerk. Um Oh yeah. And we see Vidalia in this too. Did we? Yeah, Vidalia is in this episode. Oh, yeah, she is like, yeah, I Um, remember now. So we kind of get to see the the dynamics of Vidalia and and Marty Mm -hmm. and how and how of and and why why Vidalia and Greg have as good of a relationship as he does with her. Because mm-hmm. that's going to play a good role in future episodes. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then by the end of the episode, we have Stephen just getting completely gleeful over hearing that his father really seemed to love his mother. Yes. And I guess that's, I mean, that's always important to kids to know that the parents really love each other. Mm-hmm. Um. Especially in situations where this is an this isn't an aspect where the parents were divorced for the child. This is an aspect where the parent where where a parent passed away in childbirth. Um, much. Yeah, so he doesn't get to you know he. This is one of the first stories he gets to hear about his mom mm-hmm. and his dad's relationship. Um, and a relationship like a very like in a very romantic setting, right? And and like, ver- and 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 we 
had we have learned about um about Stephen that he likes this type of sappy romantic yeah. um love. Mm-hmm. So to find out that his parents had that sappy romantic love, of course he's gonna love to hear it. Yeah. Um, to know that my my parents had that sappy romantic love that everybody always wanted. I'd be like, yeah. I get to I got to be born because of that. You know, that's what every kid wants. Mm-hmm. Um you know, this is that that's something that probably makes him feel better about his, you know, about Sadly, about his existence and about you know how he came came to be. Also, um, it it sort of provides modeling for Stephen to start learning about how relation how romantic relationships should be, right? Um, even if it's like an ideal form, having these sort of stories of you know how I met your mother, it's sort of saying like this is what worked for us, and this is how we met, and this is what we went through in order to you know, form the relationship that we had. And, you know, those stories are important because later in life, he has a precedent to to romantic relationships, even if he hasn't been in one. Mm-hmm. So that's good, too. And I think that's, that, I think that's it for this episode. Yep. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Uncle Grandpa? Oh God, no! Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll have like a, a series, a marathon of like three bonus episodes just on that on that wackadoo episode. Yeah, I think we're going to end up having, and and we may end up having me spaz out on Rose at some point, mm-hmm. where where I get to like spill my tea on Rose mm-hmm. because because I need to. Well, everyone, thank you for listening <laughs> to the Here Comes a Thought podcast. If you want to sort of contact us, you can check our Twitters. Our Twitter handles are in the show notes. You can go to the Geek Therapy forums and write a comment. I will probably read it and I will probably answer. And if you talk, if you try to write something for somebody else, I will let them know that you wrote something for them. Yes. And then I will respond. Yeah. That's the only um, time I respond. Yeah. Is there anything else um, that I'm missing? Um, uh, you can always contact us on Discord. Um, I try to respond on there, but my I'm always kind of busy. Um, yeah. The Geek Mark, Therapy Discord. Yes. Mark always responds on Discord. Um, and you can always catch us on, well, you can catch almost everybody on, what is it? Twitch? Mm-hmm. And you can join us on the Facebook group and everything will be in the show notes. And of course, you can rate and review everybody. So the whole Geek Therapy Network is on um, anywhere you find any 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 podcast, pretty much everywhere. So if you uh, were to review us, review us uh, on on Apple podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) Night.